HUR have been working on an exciting new framework called Total System Value. Today's episode of Theoretically Speaking features their CEO, Phil McEwen, and CGO, Jeff Anderson, to talk to us about this different approach to value demonstration. Let's jump right in. Can you please explain the challenges that the industry is facing and how HUR Limited is helping? Yeah, for sure. I think the challenges that, that exist now are, are very similar to those that have, you know, have you know, persisted for a number of years now. Uh, ultimately, the demand for healthcare uh, is outstripping the, avail- the ability of the healthcare system to, to, to manage that demand. And of course, affordability is of, uh, is of key concern to, to payers. And consequently, it becomes super important to ensure that the way in which uh, the various stakeholders within a healthcare system understand and perceive the, the, the value that can be delivered by new health technologies um, is, uh, is, is so important. And that's something that's not necessarily fully captured within the conventional cost-effectiveness framework. And so the, the approach of to- total system value is to consider the impact will be of introducing a new technology into the healthcare system uh, and communicating and articulating those impacts using metrics that are recognizable to the various decision makers and stakeholders within those healthcare systems. Yeah, and um, just to add, Phil, I think um, our our clients currently are um, grappling with this puzzle um, to be able to combine all of those different elements. And our, our framework uh, for total system value allows us to have more meaningful conversations with clients, uh, be able to you know, address some of their challenges and needs, but in a, in a way that captures more holistically the, 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 the drivers of value, the, um, uh, the, the challenges they're going to be facing along the, the, um, the path for um, product development. Fantastic. Thank you both. Um, So how would you define total system value and does it relate to budget impact and cost effectiveness? Well, it's it's loosely related uh, and it uses a lot of the same information. Um, But if we focus on a cost effectiveness model, what that will typically do will be to express the the impact of, um, of disease management um, for, for a new technology compared to some existing standard of care, you know, typically per thousand patients or per patient modeled out over an appropriate lifetime. Now, that's very useful for coming up with an incremental cost effectiveness ratio. But thinking about what the impact would be on the healthcare system, what it doesn't take into consideration are things like population dynamics. Um, and that's very relevant because across many jurisdictions, uh, populations are growing they're aging, they're living longer, they're becoming more comorbid and and more difficult to manage. So consequently, if we want to understand or or fully understand what's the value of introducing a new technology into a a system, we need to understand how that system is changing, uh, its dynamics over time. Um, I think that's one important component. Another is what doesn't get incorporated within a conventional economic evaluation is the the availability of resources uh, to, to actually manage and meet the healthcare demand. So while we might consider the cost savings associated with uh, avoiding hospitalizations, for instance, we don't necessarily consider things like 
well, what is, do we have sufficient capacity in our system to manage demand or do we have sufficient healthcare professionals or the right number of surgeons and so on? So what we uh, seek to do is to take the same information that goes into describing the natural history of the disease, which is used within a, a cost effectiveness model and take uh, information around population dynamics that, that feature within a budget impact model and repurpose that information within a framework that's designed to describe how a population level um, system model will evolve over time and what will be the impact of introducing a, a new technology. So really it's about uh, broadening the, um, the the value calculation to, to move beyond just considering the payer and to think about uh, how might providers, clinicians, patients uh, and other relevant stakeholders within the healthcare system benefit from the adoption of this new technology. Okay, that's, that's very exciting. I understand that total system value, or we'll call it TSV from now on, um, that the TSV framework starts from a perspective of value. Can you explain how you plan to change what different stakeholders consider to be valuable? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the things that I've experienced and perhaps been a little frustrated with over the years is is having to try to explain to people who, who aren't particularly interested in what an incremental cost-effectiveness ratio is, exactly what an incremental cost-effectiveness ratio is. Uh, I, I think, obviously, from a payer perspective, it's, uh, it's a very important metric. But elsewhere within healthcare systems, there are decision makers you know, in, in many different areas and, and their lives are influenced by a whole bunch of other value drivers that could be related to things like waiting list targets or managing throughput, um, being able to um, you know, prescribe different um, types of therapies for different types of patients, taking into consideration their particular circumstances and so on. So there's a, there's a whole uh, array of different types of decisions that are being made using their own respective value drivers. And so the approach with TSV is to not try to, to take one value metric like a cost effectiveness ratio and present it to those individual stakeholders. It's actually, it's to estimate all of those value drivers and c calculate and demonstrate dynamically how the, um, the notion of doing something differently um, within a healthcare system, such as ad adopting a new technology, will influence each of those um, value drivers using the metrics that those decision makers are, are, are used to seeing themselves rather than trying to, to translate it from a, you know, the, the health economics handbook. And, and um, <clears throat> when, when our clients come to us and they ask, ask us these questions and they've got these challenges to be able to demonstrate value of their products, it, um, it, it makes you think about how we're set up to be able to answer that question. So our framework is, is also an inter internal way of thinking. It's a way of, I guess, organizing our work, um, organizing our, our, um, our expertise, both in terms of disease area and in terms of methods um, and execution of those, those particular evidence generation studies or value demonstration um, outputs that gives us a, a real chance to be able to address the, the dynamics, the different drivers of value, and also be able to support, uh, I guess, an improved notion of what value is across the system and over time as well. Um, so we've been organizing ourselves over the last few years uh, and more recently to make sure that we're able to be in a position to, 
to uh, you know understand those questions but also have the right people and the right way of addressing those those um, particular challenges when it comes to delivering our work as well that's great can you explain the different elements and tools used in the tsv framework and how does the tsv framework adapt to a dynamic healthcare system yeah, of course. Thanks. So there's um, two broad approaches that we apply. One is based uh, rooted in systems thinking, and the other is rooted in um, in systems dynamics. So one's a qualitative approach, and the other is a quantitative approach, and they and they they act in, in a very complementary way. The, the The idea of the framework is that it helps us organize uh, our understanding of the evolution of a particular disease uh, within a jurisdiction, whether that's in the um, in the US or or in Europe, it, this is independent of, um, of different regions of the world. But what it enables us to do is to is to reflect on how the population dynamics are evolving within a particular country, uh, how the disease dynamics are evolving, and how that is expected to map onto the ability of the healthcare system to be able to manage that demand. And of course, that has a direct impact on uh, on the patient's outcomes on broader society as well as um, environmental considerations. So the total system value framework enables us to organize the way in which we establish what evidence exists at the moment to describe the interconnections between those various component parts that I just described, as well as understanding how important a value driver they are in respect to thinking about whatever particular technology we're looking to uh, to adopt. And so yeah, we might find ourselves in a situation where there's a lot of uncertainty about a particular value driver, but if it doesn't, um, if it's a value driver that, that's of, of relatively modest impact, then perhaps it's of less relevance than looking at, um, at value drivers that would have a much more material impact on the ability of a system to be able to manage demand going forward. So we utilize uh, a lot of standard epi- epidemiological data, uh, a lot of risk equations to describe the natural history of disease progression, as well as the the data that's um, that's very well characterised in terms of system capacity and the availability of healthcare professionals to be able to understand where the adoption of a new technology is likely to have the biggest impact and the biggest gains for the various stakeholders within a healthcare system. And we, 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 um, we've been testing the framework and working with the framework with a number of different clients already. And uh, I guess what, what feedback we're getting is um, the, the way to think about um, the evolution of a disease, the dynamics of the, of the healthcare system, the, the, where, where value may be uh, described by different stakeholders. Um, boil, can be boiled down, broken down into the number of different activities, I guess, that, that um, our clients need to address. They may need to identify and define the, level, the burden of the disease in different, um, in different jurisdictions. They may need to um, build out um, a, a comprehensive integrated evidence plan for more strategic um, planning purposes. They may need to think about what evidence they already have or what they don't have and how that might be commissioned in the future, how it might be optimised. Um, and also things like, um, can, we, we get asked questions all the time, can you help us? Can you help us with maybe objection handling when, when it comes to submissions to um, health technology assessment agencies? Can you help us look at the re-evaluation of our product once it's been on the market for a period of time? 
we, we thought that there was going to be a, 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 um, a specific focus for the framework, but actually it, it can address all of those questions, um, depending on when you need the, the, the question asked, depending on when you need the outputs. And it relates to all of the different um, uh, recognized study types that would be um, that we would deliver on a normal day-to-day basis. So whilst we take a, a different approach to thinking about um, the, the situation and the problem, it's very recognisable for our clients in what they need um, for their for the purposes of their day to day activities as well. Okay, thank you both. Uh, so, what I'm learning from this discussion is that with TSV, you don't save money on treatment; you save money by limiting demand. I think it's not so much around whether or not you save money. Uh, I think the the challenge with cost effectiveness models is um, is that invariably. You know, the the new technology may well represent good value for money, but there's often additional expense associated with that. What we're really looking to characterize here is is that within a, a you know a healthcare system that, that's recognizable to the various stakeholders, where might the the greatest value be delivered, and and that value metric may translate into um, you know into real cost savings. Uh, but it may represent and reflect um, improvements that are equally as recognizable, but not necessarily financial related. So, for instance, you know, the avoidance of a, of a hospitalization within a conventional health economic model is related with a cost saving. But that cost saving is rarely realized in, in clinical practice because those beds are often funded. What you tend to see is perhaps an improvement in um in the reduction in the waiting lists, for instance, so that there's a, a relevant benefit uh, to the, the provider, but not necessarily uh, reflected in, in a financial saving. So it's um, it's a, a way to translate the expected changes that you would um, reasonably expect to see through the adoption of a new technology on lots of different factors that are relevant, whether it's to do with reduced um, you know, inpatient or you know, primary care interaction, um, greater life expectancy, uh, less time spent in nursing homes. You know, these are all things that are interconnected and interrelated. And the, you know, what TSV is effectively doing is is articulating how those component parts fit together and how they're affected dynamically by a change in, in one component of the system. And what I think what our clients really value is is the ability of the team to think about the problem to be able to articulate uh, and bring together, synthesize the evidence around value um, and where we're able to um, add to the evidence as well uh, from the, the different um, studies that, that we are commissioned to do, but equally how we might enhance that value story and the and communicating the value to dif- the different stakeholder perspectives who have different value drivers. And that's really important when it comes to, um, I guess, our, our overall space in our industry for comparative effectiveness, where, where the different stakeholders are thinking about maybe more than one product in a particular indication and more than one treatment pathway, more than one, um, more than one um, uh, indication or different diseases, comorbidities, all of these different aspects that are, that are driving that perspective on value. Um, the, our, our TSV framework allows us to be able to 
I guess, look at that more holistically, but also help demonstrate value at whatever point you want to ask it over time as the, as the system changes. Okay, really wonderful. So uh, to close out today, how do you see the demonstration of value changing over time? And how can TSV adapt to this changing framework? I think I think we'll see value the evaluation of a value change over time by by recognition that um, you know, the, the system that we're operating in is dynamic and it's perhaps it's easiest to give you some examples of the kinds of things that um, you know, that this approach uh, you know, makes it a little easier to, to see the, the benefits of so for instance you know, you know over the years we've worked on on a number of topics um, you know a couple that spring to mind one is related to um, uh, increasing the availability of, um, of donor organs for organ transplant. And that's something that you know, can be widely seen as being a good thing. But it's only a good thing if there's a corresponding increase in the amount of surgical capacity that exists within a healthcare system. If you just improve one part without improving the other part, you, you don't gain anything from it. Uh, another more more recent example is working in the uh, in the field of obesity, where there's a lot of debate at the moment around can we afford to treat um, you know, the, the number of people who are, you know, who are overweight, obese, or, or severely obese? And we can use TSV to help characterize and answer the question, can we afford to not treat people? Because you know, if we take the, the, you know, the, the sheer size of the population in terms of patient numbers and how that's growing over time, the ability of a healthcare system to be able to manage in coming years is, is really going to be um, tested. You know, much like COVID, we saw um, you know, healthcare systems potentially being overwhelmed within a very short space of time with non-communicable chronic diseases such as obesity and diabetes. There's the same potential impact, but it happens over a much longer period of time. And so I think the, the recognition that we need to be able to, to predict and project what's going to happen in the future in order to be able to make rational decisions now about how we use our limited resources is something that um, that I think you know all, all countries, jurisdictions, and healthcare systems, however they're organised and funded, need to really address in the uh, in the coming years. Phil, just as another ex- example, I guess um, some some disease areas have a proliferation of evidence and, and data that we can use um, within our framework. Um, others don't, such as rare diseases. There may be real limitations on the the level of evidence that we have. So, as a framework, it's helpful because we can look at the interrelationships between small pieces of evidence that we have and whether that corresponds with the value drivers of those different perspectives. Equally, it can can help identify where we need to go and gather further evidence and to be able to augment a value story, a value message. Um, and to be able to, you know, convey that that level of, uh, I guess, that expectation for commercial return on investment for our clients that they that they're really, you know, they, they're wanting to achieve. Um, yes, we can do that with with great amount of evidence, but equally we can do that with with small pieces of evidence or, or evidence that's perhaps more uncertain. Um, and by looking at the conditions of the system, by looking at the way that those particular drivers interact. And the relationships um, uh, uh, that exist, then we're able to, I guess, use our expertise. The team have developed those core skills, and they've developed the tools, both qualitative and quantitative tools, 
to be able to describe that within a more holistic, more total system value approach. Wow, some really in- intriguing information that you both shared with us today. Um, any last words to close us out? Yes. Well, I, um, uh, I guess I'm really, I'm really looking forward to um, to ex- you know extending this conversation really to to those who feel that they've got a challenge. Um, they've got a challenge of either um, articulating, identifying, and articulating where value exists uh, for their particular um, uh, innovative product, where where they where they need to understand and map what the system might look like in terms of where where that where that um, product may be introduced. That they're trying to get to grips with the different stakeholder perspectives and why particular messages may resonate with some and not others. Um, and so I'm really excited to, to sort of further this conversation, really, for those who are, you know, who have a challenge and, and we're able to to engage with them um, in a, I guess, a, a, a quite different conversation and be able to take that forward. I believe that we currently underestimate the value of so many technologies by only looking at value from a particular stakeholder perspective. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the methodology that's applied from a payer perspective. It's a very um, valid and very robust approach to assessing the incremental value of one technology over another. But I think from a broader perspective, um, the ability of technologies to, um, to be able to influence and convey value across the healthcare system and impact stakeholders in a variety of different ways is something that this approach is designed to, to do. And, and I think uh, increasingly um, it will be able to better articulate and communicate what the true value is of a new technology being adopted, adopted within a healthcare system. That's great. I'm looking forward to hearing more from you both. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Pleasure. Thank you, Sydney. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Theoretically Speaking and that you'll tune in to future episodes where we chat with pharma value, evidence, and access experts. Don't forget to subscribe.